Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. So when is the last time you visited your local community theater? We've all got one, at least near, if not near, near in the next County probably has one for you, but Pike County's got a new um, production coming up, and Randy Bullock is joining us today to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Randy. Hey, Rebecca. How are you doing today? I am not complaining, Randy. It is Friday. It's not too cold. It's not too hot, and it's, you know, so it's a good day. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing good. Uh, a little worn out from rehearsals, but uh, we're we're getting this show ready to go next week. So that's it. it you, the curtain opens February the 15th, and it runs through the 17th. So what y'all got cooking there at Pike County Little Theater? Well, what it is, um, it's called A Tribute to the Carol Burnett Show, Season 5. And uh, the reason it's Season 5 is, obviously, this is our fifth one. Uh, so. Okay, so y'all have done this one before. Uh, well, not the exact show. It's a different show every year. Uh, Carol Burnett, uh, the Carol Burnett show ran for 11 seasons, so there's a lot of uh, available of, of available sketches. Let's put it that way. Do you think this will make it through number 11? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I have uh, I have had people tell me that I've got to you know, keep this going for another 30 years or so. I don't know if I've got that in me, but hey, you know, we can get, we'd always give it a try. You could always give it a try. Okay, let's go back five years ago with season one. I'm sure you didn't call it that. You probably just said the Carol Burnett show. What was sort of the idea behind it? What, of all the things you could have done, why this? Well, it's, that, that's a strange story, and believe it or not, I just told this story to the cast last night at rehearsal. Um, is in 2019, I'd heard about another community theater somewhere up north. I don't even remember where now. But they had done a tribute to the Carol Burnett show. And I said, that's a cool idea. So long story short, I pitched it to the board at the Pike County Little Theater. And I was told that if it was going to be done, I'd have to direct it, to which I said, uh, no, 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 no. But uh, they said yes, so I put it together. And they wanted a one-night-only show. Just a one-night-only show special event. And somehow that one-night-only show in, in January of 2020 sold out, and we added a second night and sold it out. So we just you know, said, okay, maybe we've got something here. And then I, I like to tell people after we finish that show that we set off a global pandemic. Uh, that's because that was 2020. <laughs> 
I wouldn't take credit for that, Randy. I'd uh, let well, somebody else take credit for that. I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let that one slide. But uh, anyway, the next year they came back to me and they said, "Would you do it again?" So we called it a tribute to the Carol Burnett Show to the sequel. And then when that one did well, even coming out of the big C word, uh, we said, uh, we've definitely got something special. So we did a third, and we just called it season three. So since then, we've season four, and this will be season five. Why do you think it's connected with people, particularly there in Pike County or surrounding areas that can make it to the Little Theater? Why do you think, I mean, uh, other other productions, I'm sure, have had, uh, big turnouts, but why do you think it has such the following, this particular one? It, it's something about, um, it, it's very timeless. The comedy in it is timeless. Uh, if you've ever watched the Carol Burnett show, it's just as funny now as it was in 1967 when it first came on. And it just, it's, there's something that just sticks with you. Uh, and, and it being sketch comedy, at the same time, you don't exactly always know what's going to happen. Uh, I always tell my cast, and they get tired of hearing this, but I tell my cast that if this goes exactly according to script, I will be the most disappointed person in the room. Because if you've ever watched the Carol Burnett show, they did everything they could to try to crack each other up while they were on the air. Which added that level of excitement and that level of like anticipation, especially if the audience kind of knew that going in, which I assume by now you've probably had a lot of people who have come to all five seasons. Within your cast there, Randy, do you have a lot of actors and actresses who have made it through all five seasons? I have got five members of my cast who have been with me since the very beginning. And uh, others, I've got some that have done four years. I've got some that that's their first year. But I have five, five of those core members who have done this with me every year, and uh, I'll shout them out. I don't mind shouting them out. Uh, Thomas too. Beck is one of them. Uh, we've got uh, – I'll, I'll save her for last there. Uh, Thomas Beck, our very own Super Talks own Heather Thurgood Wilmoth is part of this show, a uh, lady by the name of Debbie Watkins, uh, Marley Myers, and uh, somehow the fifth one who's been with me the whole time is Riley Bullock. Um, I don't know how she got in with that last name. I was thinking, is she, I mean, connected to the director at all? Is there any Maybe sort just of- a little bit. That's my daughter, <laughs> and uh, she's, a, she's a big theater buff as well. Oh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Do you get to be in it at all since you are directing it, Randy? I, I do. I guess you say I, I usually just put myself in as a host. Um, and I, I come in between sketches, tell what's coming up with the next. But occasionally um, I do insert myself in, and I have um, <clears throat> I've done that this year. But I'm not going <laughs> to – I haven't I haven't even told my cast what I'm doing. Well, I've that would them. be no fun. Then that would make that would then they would have time to prepare and they could improvise on the spot, uh, right. which is part of the which part of it. Who's Carol Burnett? Does I'm she have an actual role? I mean, does she have an actual, like, character? Uh, Carol Burnett, uh, she played uh, many different characters. I gotcha. You know, uh, just like uh, her entire cast did. And I have different people who are taking on the Carol Burnett roles in different ways. I guess you could say as the as the host of the show, I'm even taking on one of Carol's roles. How how much fun was it, Randy, to go back and maybe watch her seasons of the Carol Burnett show to sort of get prepared for each season of the tribute to the Carol Burnett show there at Pike County Little Theater? 
believe it or not, I never get tired of watching it. I, I've watched, and I thought I had seen everything. This week I've seen two sketches that I've never seen before, and I'm thinking, hmm, is there any way? So I'm putting that on the back burner for the moment. So, okay, so you're preparing for Curtains to Rise February the 15th, so that's coming up next Thursday through right. next Sunday. Math is hard. Through, it will be through next Sunday. Uh, we've got our our showtimes. We've got uh, 7.30 Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening. And then a two thirty matinee on Sunday, and then we'll we'll close it up and let the next uh, production have the space and let them start working on theirs. You mentioned that it sold out at least the first year, and then for the sequel, and then the the sub- so is it to sell out quick? Should people buy tickets in advance, or do you think I, there'll still be some at the door? There should still be some at the door, but I would advise people go ahead and get them in advance. I mean, you say you save two dollars a ticket by getting them in advance, or ten dollars in advance, twelve at the door. But uh, yeah, I always encourage people to go ahead and and get them early. But if, uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. we use, we always have uh, availability there at the door. If we've never been to Pike County Little Theater, maybe we want to drive in for it, be a fun little post-Valentine's date night or just something new to do with the fam. Where where are you located? Uh, we are located on State Street in Macomb, uh, and a lot of people get confused. There is another theater there on State Street as well called the State Street Theater, and we are actually just a couple of doors down from that. But, uh, yeah, if, if you come down to State Street and look for the, the Depot Theater, uh, that's uh, near the tracks. Depot Theater, obviously. But uh, anyway, I, I wasn't prepared here. I'm pulling up the actual address. Uh, oh, you're fine. It's located 206 State Street. You have that right in right. Macomb and what you sort of sent me. Mm-hmm. 206 State Street in Macomb. And that um, theater is special. What's the little bit of a history behind the theater? Well, it's uh, it's one of those things where the theater for a long time, uh, after it, was, it, it came into being back in the 80s, and for a long time, it had to share space with other places. And they finally were able to get a dedicated space, which is what we use now as the Depot Theater. It's a what we call a black box theater. So it's not one of these huge auditorium theaters. It's a very small, intimate venue. It usually seats between uh, 75 to 100. Well, that's so, a good uh, intimate show. That's a good crowd. Really I'm is, saying you you're going to sell get- out, yeah. You may end up getting some of the cast falling on you. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm not going to promise that. So. Now, don't let Heather hurt herself. We, she's a friend of good things here. We need her healthy and, and stable. We we try to keep her healthy, even though I did tell her the other night when she came into rehearsal, I said, okay, you weren't here when we blocked this out. I need you to stand over in this spot. And one of the other people said, uh, isn't that where the cups are going to fly through and hit the wall? I said, Okay, Heather, we'll move you to the other spot. <laughs> Randy, it's always a pleasure having you on Good Things. I can, I know I can say break a leg for February the 15th, and folks need to come out to Pike County Little Theater for a tribute to the Carol Burnett Show Season 5. Wishing you sellout shows for all the nights, Randy. I'm hoping so, and you, and you and Rhino are invited. Come on down. You know the director. We appreciate that. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio. Always makes me happy to have friends join us. And we love to celebrate our queens here on Good Things. And this weekend, Mississippi is gearing up to crown our 2024 Miss Wheelchair Mississippi. And joining us in the studio is Rebecca Stanell. She's with the pageant, Miss Wheelchair Mississippi. But we've also got Miss Wheelchair America for 2024, Chandra Smith. Welcome, girls. Thank, Thank you. And Miss Chandra, congratulations. Thank you so much. Okay, so home state is? Maryland. And you received the crown for Miss Wheelchair America when? Uh, September the 3rd. So you still, you've had it for only a couple of months. So you're still in mid mid mid-stride of your reign, I guess you say. Yes, yes, yes. So that's Almost ex- there. <laughs> almost there. And you came to town for to support the upcoming uh, crowning of our Miss Wheelchair Mississippi 2024. So, Rebecca, this is always an exciting time for you guys. Yes. Give us a little background on the pageant. Um, well, it's a disability and advocacy awareness. We like to call it a competition. Um, and we just, it's it's a sisterhood, and we just want to show that, you know, we're just like everyone else, and we just want, you know, to be seen and heard. And so that's one of the main things about um, our competition. And we're also going to crown a Little Miss and a Teen Miss, and that, that's more of like an advocacy program so we can, like, help to um, – raise up future advocates for the disabled community. And uh, I think that's such a good thing. And it also gives young girls the opportunity to put on pretty grounds and yeah. to get their makeup done and to sort of be out there in the lights and, and sort of all the things that can come with, you call it a contest, but it's still a pageant, I yeah. think, in that way. There's a crown involved, <laughs> um, which is always a fun. Now, Rebecca, remind me, when you first came to Good Things, you you were Miss Wheelchair Mississippi. What year was that? It was 2017. Wow. So. Yeah. 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 So I know it's been going for a while. Do you feel like it's gaining traction, more young ladies uh, hearing about the pageant and the opportunities that it uh, affords them? Yeah, I do. And um, when I was first crowned, um, we didn't have the Little Miss or the Teen Miss division. So um, I'm very proud that we have gotten that because, like I said, we're building future advocates for the disabled community. So, Ms. Chandra, you obviously have gone through this pageant sort of circuit. When did you first hear about uh, Miss Wheelchair America organization? So I heard about it uh, a year ago when I just was released from the hospital and my occupational therapist told me about it and I just thought of toddlers and tiaras. I was like, I am not a pageant girl. Um my career, I'm an IT engineer for the Defense Intelligence Agency. So being in a pageant was the furthest from what I could think about. And when I started doing some research about it and learned that it was an advocacy competition and it focused on empowerment, leadership, and that was my definition of beautiful. So yeah. I decided to compete. 
And so you got the crown for your home state. Yes. And then you got the opportunity to go and compete for Miss Wheelchair America. How do you, I guess, prepare differently or do you when you go to that next step? Well, everything that you are doing in your current state, whether it's talking to your local political figures, whether you're advocating for your platform, everything that you're doing is preparing you for that next step. So your public speaking, your writing, and so forth. So it's all leading up to that moment. You talk about the part, Rebecca, getting the young girls in uh, to the pageant and sort of helping to encourage them and empower them. Mm-hmm. How important, and it's not just young girls, I mean, this pageant's for young girls, but also young boys who find themselves living yeah. life in a wheelchair, to be to be advocates. Like, how important it is for your community to make sure that they do feel um, empowered and inspired, but also supported to speak out for what they need. Yeah, it's very important because... Um, um, I was born with my disability, like Chandra, she acquired her disability, but I was born with it. And so a lot of times you don't see individuals that are like you. And so I think it's very important for um, for the little ones to see that um, there are other people out there like them and that they don't have to feel like they're alone or whatever. So I think that this can be that for them. Chandra, being from the fact that you acquired your disability that has, has afforded you the life in a wheelchair, do you feel more, I guess, a fire in your belly to advocate for and support those that live the, the life that you do, knowing what it's like, you know, before and then now after? Uh, yes, it was such a drastic change. It is as if I had two lives. One day... I was this abled-bodied person, and then I fainted, and I woke up in a world that wasn't built for me. And that's one thing I think I've learned from Rebecca and all of the Miss Wheelchair Mississippis that's come through here at Good Things is simple things for us who are still able-bodied to think about, to sort of think about when we are living and existing with those who may be in a wheelchair. What are some of the simple things that you guys always are reminding us that we can do to coexist um, better together? Chandra or Rebecca can take that. You want to take it first? You can go. (laughs) So... There is so many things, um, but one simple thing is kindness. Um, you just, everyone has a story. You never know what someone's story is. And I always tell people, this is a club that anyone can join at any time. You're just one bad day from acquiring a disability. So certain things that I never noticed before became Mount Everest, such as steps and and so forth. So when we start thinking universal, because I am currently serving as a 508 compliance officer, so that's just making digital content accessible to individuals with disabilities. So we, we really think about it. We have physical ramps, but we also need virtual ramps as well. So just simple awareness, kindness goes a long way. Rebecca, I always remember uh, you just talking about like just things 
simple like don't just park in the wheelchair accessible parking spot just run in somewhere that's got a purpose also the one next to it serves a valuable purpose spitting out your gum can be you know it's not just like getting on your shoe if it gets on your wheelchair your hands or your hands and these are small things that i you know i hope as a mom i've been able to like relay to my kids on on respecting the space that is already there right you know for those in wheelchairs and then also recognizing that young kids may be curious if they see someone who looks different i will never forget rebecca you shared just tell them to ask them their name say hello and ask them their name and it takes away kind of the awkward awkward, yeah the awkwardness so i always think it's good to be reminded but it's good to get the word out too that this this pageant is out there so obviously you girls are going to crown somebody coming up saturday someone probably can't can't get it together to get there, you know, by then. Yeah. But thinking in the future, what what are the steps to be a part of this pageant? Um, well, they have to be a uh, resident of Mississippi, but um, we're in all 50 states. So if anyone's listening to this and they're interested, um, they can go to Miss Wheelchair America on Facebook, and then um, they can find information there. And um, you have to be at least 21 and a wheelchair user. And so those are really the main, like, things that you have to have. But... um. Yeah. And Ms. Chandra, in terms of just looking at the bigger picture as you c- complete your reign from Ms. Wheelchair America, for those, I mean, what what is your message for even those living in a wheelchair, if they're wanting to look for more support or ways to be encouraged, or those that are just looking for more ways to learn how to be more inclusive or just know what they don't know? Well, I would say find your community. Miss Wheelchair America has opened me up to meeting so many wonderful individuals. So people that can inspire you, that you can learn from. Because when I acquired my disability just two years ago, I was lost, but I pulled strength from others. So that's what I would say. Find your community. Well, yes. I think they picked the right Miss Wheelchair America this past <laughs> I year. Agree. Yeah. And I'm so grateful you chose to come down and support the young ladies that will be taking the stage um, tomorrow night yes. and then getting that crown. And then they will be competing for Miss Wheelchair in America. August. In August. And yeah. where is that? pageant grand rapids michigan grand Ra- so oh it's not so cold in august so. no it wasn't horrible <laughs> she said it wasn't horrible like, and chandra's like what? it was great it was great <laughs> <laughs> which you think that our weather right now is sort of feeling is feeling wonderful you should have been here a couple weeks ago and yeah. it felt a little bit more like home uh-huh. but um i'm not angry we didn't bring the snow for you so right. so i apologize <laughs> that but uh welcome to mississippi and Thank good you. luck to all the ladies and rebecca yeah. you know the door's always open here on good things thanks so. all right you guys stick with us though we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. 
lots of good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We hope you've taken the time to download the Supertalk Mississippi app. If you've done that, you can stream us anytime, anywhere. And you can find us anytime on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us when you're on Supertalk TV, on your computer, or your mobile device. But if you want tickets to one of the biggest names in entertainment right now, that's Taylor Swift, then we've got an opportunity for you to win a pair, plus get some money in your packet. Margaritaville Resort and Paradise Pier Fun Park in Biloxi, along with Supertalk Mississippi, is presenting you Taylor Swift in a cash gift. So you get a pair of tickets to see her tour on Saturday, October the 26th in New Orleans at the Superdome, plus $1,000 to spend however you please. And it's easy to enter. You just go to supertalk.fm slash Taylor Swift. You'll find a full list of registration locations. Show up, fill out your information, put it in a box, and wait. I think this runs through May, so you may have to wait a little while. But there's no limit to how many times you can register, I don't think, and or show up and register. Um, I feel like I need to add the caveat because you said they could spend $1,000 on whatever they want. Right? If, if you do something illegal with it, you, you never met us. Well, once the, once the money is in your hands, it is now <laughs> yours, to which we are now – nullified of what you choose to do with said uh to said cash but no yeah we completely it, it, something illegal would not be a good thing and or being in well i was gonna say that i was thinking of the mississippi gulf coast as like um wagering it would also probably not be a good thing spend it on something that can last like food for the upcoming super bowl party although you won't have the cash in time for that i was just trying to transition <laughs> but the and well we won't mention taylor anymore about the with the Super Bowl coming up, I promise. <laughs> I did my duty today. Uh, I did my duty today for that. But let's face it, whether you like the game or not, it's usually one of the most fun times of the year for Americans. Americans actually throw more parties on Super Bowl than on, Chris- on New Year's Eve. It's the second largest food consumption day behind Thanksgiving. The average American consumes about 2,000 calories during the game, which, just to put in context, a healthy person should eat about that or maybe a little less throughout the whole day. Um, so we like our snacks when it comes to when it comes to the Super Bowl. So I have two polarizing polls that show which food is the most um, enjoyed here in Mississippi for the Super Bowl. One, I believe. The other, I don't believe at all. So what would you think is the most consumed or, or the most enjoyed top food, whatever, um, in Mississippi for the Super Bowl? Pizza. You would think that doesn't make either. Wings. That doesn't make either either. <laughs> pizza, well, second. Okay, it's pizza made second in one of them, but I'm talking about the top spot. Hmm. Okay, let me just go ahead and tell you. Hot dogs? Hot dogs? Who's making hot dogs? Unless you have a hot dog bar and then it's become like the little chili dogs. Okay, the one that makes the most sense to me says chili takes the lead uh, with Super Bowl food. And then pizza secures second. And then deviled eggs come in there for third, which is super strange to me. I don't know if I've – have you ever been to a Super Bowl party where there was deviled eggs? I've never been to a Super Bowl party where they had chili. Okay. So, I've been to several with pizza, though. Yes. Pizza seems like an easy, hey, let's grab a couple pizzas, grab a couple beers, you know, wings, whatever. That's usually kind of how it goes. I get that 
folks' level of entertainment varies between what you expect uh, to be there, whether it is just pizza and the boys and some beers, or is it going to be now we have like a whole buffet of tailgating type food. We must get the charcuterie. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, if you got your ladies involved and they're looking at it, it's like a tailgating event, but inside, then they may get a little fancier uh, sort of on you. Okay, this is the one that I just, and it's from Delish.com, which probably tells me why. It's a different a different set of Mississippians who are taking this poll. But they said the top trend or the top food for the Super Bowl in Mississippi is spinach dip. I don't, I mean... I don't believe. I that. can see some kind of dip, but not spinach dip. No, I agree. And I mean, artic- like seven layer dip or spinach. Mexican street corn dip, or I mean, that there's a couple of different dips I would think of before I would think of spinach dip being the king. Uh, David ribs, Boston, but for pork sandwiches and nachos. Pork nachos, man, that absolutely sounds amazing well Uh, you do got to remember according to the national calendar of days for national it's national pizza day today well it's national pizza day it's national bagel and locks day today but on sunday and every super bowl sunday so it changes it's not the actual national day it's national pork rind day oh have you ever had pork rinds and cheese dip have you ever had pork rind nachos no but that'd be the same thing awesome you just pour it on top of that let me tuck my dietitian in my back pocket (laughs) Replace the tortilla chips with a bed of pork rinds and put all your favorite nacho toppings on there. That is a Super Bowl plate. So here's a fun way to keep your nachos crispy if you want to make kind of like more of a spread or like a pan of them for your for your guests. Because typically a recipe would tell you to put your chips down on a, sh- a baking sheet, put everything on top of it you want, pop it in the oven for a little while, let the cheese melt, and you got and that that's not a bad way to go. But a little hack is you just get two pans, you or whatever your serving dish is going to be, and you go ahead and put out your chips on that serving thing. Put all of your toppings on, and you put like the and this I think this well this I know this works best if you're using like the cheese whiz Velveeta cheese kind of nacho cheese cheese that's going to like not completely. The melty cheese, the melty not the cheese. turns into oil melty cheese. Right. Um, and so you put that down on your sheet pan first, and then you load all your toppings on it second, like on it. You just stick that in your oven, and you allow it to get hot and bubble. The cool part is with that faux cheese, <laughs> it's not fo- all faux, but but it will slide it's off. cheese product. It's cheese product, and it's delicious, and it's perfect for nachos, let's be honest. Um, it will slide off perfectly. Then you take it out hot on the pan, and then And you can pour it on top of your chips in a beautiful sort of washing over it like a wave. And then your chips are a super... A tidal wave of nacho goodness. of nacho goodness. Um, And then, yeah. And so anyway, it keeps your chips from getting just that little bit of sogginess from just sitting in it a little bit too long. You say that, but I always kind of looked forward to the bottom of a plate of fajita nachos. But there's still always time for that to happen over the course of the... tortilla chips just welded together with cheese sauce yes it's the little flappy ones at the very end can be that have absorbed all that flavor and there's still time for that if they don't go if they don't go quick i will say this you you are investing in your super bowl party if you do make chicken wings for everybody because the price of those have um have increased put it this way I saw somebody 
at the Wally World this week with a buggy full of chicken legs talking to somebody with a buggy full of wings, and he was convincing the guy with the wings to go empty out the rest of the big opening that had the big refrigerated bin they have. The dude had taken half the bin of chicken legs and was convincing someone else to go get the other half because the chicken legs were more meat per dollar than the chicken wings. He was gonna. He was gonna give chicken experience. Yeah, but think about it. You have so many people that when they eat wings, they want the drummies. Yes, me, me, hi, me. Well, chicken leg is just a bigger drummy. You can do all the same stuff with it. But I can't put the whole thing in my mouth at once. You just haven't tried hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't get. Gotta eat it like a cartoon character. I look. I am. Pro chicken uh, legs, but I do like the little the little drumettes. I don't mind like the actual wing. I eat very few of those, but yes, I am bougie and I want the, the drumettes. And yes, they are more expensive. And yes, it does take a lot more. It's like the difference between crawfish and, and shrimp. Pound of shrimp goes a really long way in filling you up. Pound of crawfish, not so much. And so it's kind of you know the same way. But I wonder how those two kind of got paired with tailgating football so well i mean i'm sure it came from like buffalo wild wings and sort of all the things sparked well, if i'm not mistaken i think it was because it was on the relatively lower end of cost at, at the time. one time until yeah. everybody wanted it yeah you know such as life supply and supply and demand so nationwide sorry i couldn't help it <laughs> you had to sing it but nationwide on the poll first place was pizza naturally naturally so do you will you order pizza for sunday Maybe. I'm going to a friend's place, and he said he was fixing something, and I haven't confirmed with him if I need to he's bring anything. He's not fixing pizza. He's picking up pizza. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's already got plans for making something. Oh, you're I don't know to. if I have to bring anything. If I do need to bring something, I'll probably pick up some pizzas. Gotcha. Well, what are you taking to your Super Bowl party? You can let us know, 601-879-4395. But we got some more good for you coming up next. And then you pull the rug I was getting kind of used to being so on your love But now the day bleeds into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all I left my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting kind of used to being so on your love To let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting Carter Jewelers Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app and on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Plus, we're on Supertalk TV on your computer, your mobile device. And don't forget, too, about our Supertalk Mississippi news team, which is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And thinking about the big game that's coming up this weekend, as Americans do throw more parties on Super Bowl Sunday than they do for New Year's Eve, which I find interesting. Um, you're probably looking to make something, but makes sense because well, eventually you age out of the whole, well, it's, it's nine 30. Well, I'm not go, staying up till midnight. Usually you go somewhere for like New Year's Eve or you just stay at home and chill, which I guess I talk out of two sides. Of you do either go to somebody's house like you're going to do for the Super Bowl or you are going to do like we are. It's going to be a family of four and we'll do something special in terms of food because it just affords you the opportunity to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's not going to be like a big. But I also think it depends on like who's in the Super Bowl for like a lot of folks. So like if you've got vested interest in a particular team, then you're probably going more out on your party and your excitement. Um, then if it's just the fact that it's the biggest game of the year, it's an excuse to make nachos and chicken wings and drink beer later on a Sunday than you normally would. And you just are using that as sort of your launching pad of getting together then you know there you go i still maintain we need to start a movement to get the monday after super bowl declared a national holiday it is considered come monday it will be national like calling sick or something day yeah because something like 30 percent of the workforce calls out and everybody's productivity is down a ridiculous what time is kickoff Ah, is it like five question. or sixes? Well, the the TV people are going to be started at like 8.30 in the morning because, I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday. They're, they've stretched that pregame show into like 19 hours oh, of pregame. Oh, they're already talking about it, yeah. I mean, I meant like in terms of if they moved up the game, like could you imagine if the Super Bowl was like a lunchtime game? Then you could, Yeah, it's 5.30. 5.30. Okay, so what, you're done around 9.30 or 10 depending on – how long it stretches out probably closer to 10 um probably closer to 10 because the super bowl does have an extended halftime and you have more commercial breaks and yeah yeah i mean but that's not like you rang in the new year late so why you fools aren't going to work like get in bed by 10 up at six that's eight hours of you back in your heyday you get two hours sleep roll roll out and make it to class on time work on time i think that's they need to look at who's calling in what eight what what decade of life are you in that six eight hours of sleep doesn't get you over whatever it is you chose to do? The so day you're before? saying if you're still under the hill, you have to show up. But if you're over the hill, you, you get have a, pass. a better excuse. <laughs> you have a better excuse. I'll say that. Yeah, if you're twenty-ish, twenty below, and you don't show up for it the next day, shame on you. You need to you need to buck up your partying abilities. You're you're lacking. You're better than that. You're better than that. <laughs> Grab the Gatorade and the saltines and get to work. And get and absolutely yes, get to work. Someone mentioned that they did exactly that, which you were talking about, Rhino, getting the chicken legs um, because he could get more meat for his money. He cooked them like he would wings, and they were actually a big um, a big hit. I like buffalo um, chicken tacos. Like instead of doing like so, really, it's the buffalo. It's like that buffalo chicken, which I know some of you do wings. 
different flavors. But it's kind of like it's where the buffalo sauce sort of reigns is comes out. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. It doesn't oh, yeah. have to be just on that. And the dip that comes like that you make in the crock pot, not healthy. But it is extremely delicious. I think they call it, what, crack dip, buffalo crap, something. Something like something that. Like yeah. That's, that, you know, really good. The other one on this list, though, pizza, chili, deviled eggs, to me, super strange. Buffalo chicken dips on there. Um, sloppy Joe's. Anybody making Sloppy Joe's for the Super Bowl? I don't think I've ever been to a Super Bowl party with Sloppy Joe's. Would you ask or not ask? You would never be rude and say, why'd you make that? <laughs> but, I mean, I would. it would, hmm, I just... Not something I... I mean, it's been a minute since I had a Sloppy Joe's. So really? like I'd be like, hey, Sloppy Joe's! You'd be excited about it, but still, it's not my top five things I think of when I'm like, what should we make for our people who are coming over for the Super Bowl? I feel that. like you have you have two camps of people with us that are that are throwing a Super Bowl party. You have the traditionalists that want the pizza or, I, I guess, chili or wings or something like that. And then you've got the... The more refined palettes where you're going to have the charcuterie board. You're going to have little finger food sandwiches with the crust cut off. And I feel like those people are the ones that are going to go for more shock value with a, a statement meal. Like, come on to the Super Bowl party. We're having sushi. Or come to the Super Bowl party. We're you doing. really are in a different tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas everybody else is like, dad, dad. Pizza, small wings, pizza, and it to turn out the way you want it to turn out. At least the commercials, maybe they'll be entertaining. Looking forward to the halftime show, though. Brings back those 2,000 vibes. All right, stick with us, though. we got more for you up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.